0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Josh Carson with UPCI Youth Ministries, and we're so thankful to have you with us tonight on Youth Ministry Training Call number 24. We thank you for giving to She's for Christ. Your generous and sacrificial giving is not only helping us to advance the kingdom of God around the globe, but it's also helping right here at home in North America in a multitude of venues not the least of which is this particular call and resource that we do our best to produce for you as the local youth worker. We thank for the Matt Woodward and his great job helping us to produce this monthly resource. We love the re sponsors that have been coming in about this resource. And we ask you to continue to reach out to us, letting us know topics that would be beneficial to you on the local level. And maybe even those topics which would be beneficial for you to share with your local youth team if they're unable to join in. We want you to know that All over North America, there has been a multitude of incredible reports coming in in regards to summer youth camps, young people that are committing their lives to Jesus Christ, those that are being filled with the Holy Ghost, those that are taking the uh, hold of their calling and accepting what the Lord is trying to do in their life. We are rejoicing together about what's taking place in districts all over North America. We also honor our Apostolic Youth Corps and the over 600 students participating this year. Our director, sister, Seneetha Clayton, doing just a tremendous job. And it is right now the appropriate time, if you're a youth worker, to start getting your young people engaged in the 2019 destinations. We are looking forward to, just around a month from now, our North American Bible Quiz Tournament taking place in Springfield, Missouri. We honor Brother Russ Foubert and the great job that he does with that ministry. And then only a week later, here in St. Louis, Missouri, we will be hosting our youth ministry training event with an array of incredibly qualified speakers, and we hope that you're gonna take time to join us. Before I introduce tonight's speaker, would you join me for a time of prayer? Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you for everything that you've been doing for our local youth ministries. While there are challenges, while there are situations that are outside of our control, you are a God that is faithful. You are a God that is just and true. I pray that you would help us tonight. I pray that you would help us during this conversation. The words that are going to be shared, help our hearts and our minds to be open and ready to receive. Help our uh, ability to take these notes, to be Uh, something that would bring you glory, not just something that we would hear for tonight, but God, something that we can use in the future as a resource. I pray your blessing upon our speaker, and I pray your blessing upon every hearer. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, we are delighted to have with us tonight an incredible friend of mine and truly a tremendous asset to the UPCI, and that is Brother Chad Flowers. He and his wife, Mindy, have three children. They live in Mesquite, Texas, where he pastors Emmanuel Pentecostal Church with his father. Uh, If you don't know Chad, he served eight years in different roles on two different district youth committees, and he serves his community as a licensed professional counselor. Today, he's going to be discussing how we as youth workers can support young people who are dealing with tragedy, as well as sharing some specific counseling techniques for working with young people who are in crisis. Uh, This is a a, a topic that is just so pertinent to where we are and what we're dealing with consistently in this generation. Chad, we're so thankful that you've taken time to be with us for this call. We want you to take your liberty uh, and just bless the listeners today. Thank you very much,
1: I'll let you just take it away. Thank you so much to the Executive Committee, to you, Brother Josh Carson, to you, Brother Justin Rankin, and to you, our Promotions Director, Brother Michael Thomas. I give honor to you guys, to all of the Youth Ministries team, and uh, all of those that help make the Youth Ministries what it is for the UPCI. And uh, I do wanna express uh, what a joy it is to be able to be taking part today uh, in this youth ministry's training pro, but yeah, this youth ministry's training podcast. If I can get that out there. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, uh, today, talking about students who face tragedy and what we can do to help them. Uh, I was a youth pastor for over six years, uh, and it's the church that I now pastor here with my father, Richard Flowers in. Mesquite, Texas. It's a suburb of Dallas, Texas, and uh, uh, along with that experience, I also became a licensed professional counselor and uh, uh, have a private practice. And so I, I can say, between youth pastoring, working with uh, adolescents with students, and then as a counselor in private practice, also doing a lot of work in the uh, with the same age range. Uh, I can say I've uh, walked with many of them, many students through uh, tragedies that they have faced. And uh, uh, I've been privileged to be able to teach a little bit on counseling with with young people who are facing things. Um, I have a book from, uh, from Dr. Norman Wright on crisis and trauma counseling. And in it, he talks a little bit about the the four common elements of a crisis um, and this can apply to all ages but thinking about young people uh, he talks about uh, it's a hazardous event or an occurrence that starts a chain reaction of events that culminates in a crisis um, and so there's going to be something in a young person's life that that this is going to be real for it's something's going to happen and i mean you name it it's the list is not exhaustive but but it could be divorce it could be suicide. It could be uh, just a, a terrible accident and someone severely hurt and they weren't expecting it. Uh, you know, a situation where uh, there's a teen pregnancy. I mean, you name it. And uh, uh, those kind of events we face. And uh, I'm sure many uh, youth workers that are listening to the podcast uh, can attest to their own experiences of having to walk with young people through this. Uh, there's a then there's this vulnerable state in the crisis uh, that people get into and a young person just they they are very susceptible to to pain they can be easily influenced to to flow one way or the other draw to god draw away from god uh, there can be precipitating factors going into it i mean if a, if a kid just goes off the deep end if they od on drugs if they uh, commit some horrible crime or like as has been mentioned a teen pregnancy occurs there could be precipitating factors that build up to those things and uh, and then as well as you know then there's the state of active crisis Um, and at that point when a teen has experienced tragedy uh, that's where we find ourselves as youth workers trying to figure out what we can do to try to help in situations I mean it could be uh, things like suicide Um, it could be uh things like a divorce i would say suicide and divorce tend to be the things that i see are most common occurrence but obviously many other things can occur and then how teens deal with those things when they're dealing with uh, it may not be like a, a one-time tragedy but it could be a mounting thing building up and then you come to find out a teen's cutting themselves how they're dealing with things uh, doing drugs they're into drugs uh uh they uh uh, could be doing gateway drugs like marijuana, uh, or get into heavier stuff like cocaine and whatnot. Uh, we've all been there. We found, you know, we worked with kids, and you know, especially in ultra calls, uh, some of this stuff comes out. Uh, but and then sexual activity. I mean, it's another big one, and it's and it's been a snare uh, for all ages, uh, through the ages. But you know what, young people are suffering, maybe crying out out of loneliness Uh, in such high stress that uh, uh, sex may even be an outlet uh, as a cheap, easy way to deal with something. Of course, with the technological age we live in, things, you know, social media networks like Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter and Facebook, which those may or may not be used as much by young people, but then even text messaging, um, you would think in some ways we'd be much more connected, maybe even have healthier relationships, but obviously the opposite has proven true and uh, this wild technological ride it's creating communication that's that has no depth um, a nuance or or within the context of relationship there's no depth young people don't know how to uh, connect socially in person as much anymore because technology is is taking over our lives and uh, thus because of that sometimes in dealing with uh, maybe things even as an adult we wouldn't consider a tragedy but for them I mean, when you're 16 and you break up, I mean, we've seen, we've seen it go as crazy as young people committing suicide over that because they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to, uh, to handle that kind of thing. And in fact, I mean, when we talk about self-esteem, 75% of today's girls wish that they could surgically change something about their body. 20 years ago, models weighed 8% less than the average woman. Today, uh, they weigh 23% less. And that's what our, that's what our young ladies are seeing. 81% of 10 year olds now worry they're too fat. I mean, that's a, that's a valid statistic. And so the genesis of the problem that precipitates a lot of tragedies I've found is really the breakdown of healthy, meaningful relationships that promise stability and wisdom. Um, You know, consider this fact 3000 kids a day will see their parents divorce. 3,000. There is a statistic on suicide that really shook me when I read it, uh, the fact that suicide in the 15 to 19-year-old age range, suicide is surpassed as the cause of death only by two other factors, accidents and cancer. Suicide is is the third top reason that, that young people ages 15 to 19 die, and that's crazy. That is crazy. Sorry for the phone ring. Uh, but uh, the cries of this generation are real Uh, nearly 40% of America's kids don't live with their biological father more than half of them haven't seen their dad in the past year 63% of youth suicides occur in homes where there's no father and so the hole and the hearts of our young people can be very very deep and the other sad truth is the fact that there's fewer adults uh, who are emotionally available uh, there's less attention being given uh, to our children, to our young people that are hurting, and thus, therefore, we see more and more tragedies occurring. Now, of course, there's also tragedies as just freak accidents and things like that, but most of the things that we deal with are things that there is, to some extent, some control. Um, in my own experience, a major tragedy we dealt with. Uh, in fact, we just, we just, the 10-year anniversary of it happened uh earlier this this past week uh was we had a young person who was killed in a drug accident a, a dr- i'm sorry a, a drug deal that had gone bad and uh as a result of that uh, they were they were shot and killed and uh, our whole youth group ended up having to be the one to uh, uh we i preached that funeral and our youth group attended it and that was a very very hard thing for our young people at the time so tragedy is very real and uh, thus then begs the question, you know, okay, as a as a youth pastor, as a youth worker, youth leader, how can I help with this? Um, and sometimes if we're not careful, we can do more harm than good. Uh, Proverbs 12.18 says this, reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Uh, some highly respected Christian voices attack various attempts to introduce even some psychological theories and counseling techniques into the church. But I can tell you as a counselor, I'm, I'm very pro that. And some things that I have worked with, young, with youth leaders is, is working to build qualities like being able to show empathy. Um, there is a healing impact on a student when you can be empathetic with them. Uh, When they're going through something, if their parents are going through a divorce, if they're uh, one other experience I had was I had to I was the youth pastor of a young person that was caught in the middle of a custody battle between their parents. And uh, here I am as the young person, as the as the youth worker, the youth leader trying to, uh, you know, trying to, you know, gauge how the parents are feeling, but trying to ensure that that young person doesn't lose out with God and uh, trying to be empathetic was a key thing that I believe helped that person get through that. Uh, they're in a, they're a young adult today and they're doing great and they've had their own family. But another aspect is just be warm and genuine. Uh, Jesus exhibited a sincere interest in the people he met and felt genuine and concern and compassion for. Uh, I really hope, you know, whether you're full-time, part-time bivocational, vocational, uh, I hope if you're, if you're a youth leader, that you're genuinely caring about the young people you're leading and, uh, and the way you show that genuineness is to be open and be sincere uh, maybe even as as safe as you feel you can be is to be transparent maybe even about some struggles or things that you dealt with in your own life as a young person be humble uh, much damage can be done uh, if you come across as arrogant that you know it all that you have all the answers uh, it's okay to sit there with that young person or even that young person their whole family that's experiencing something and admit that you don't have the answer that you don't know everything you think about this you know job's friends did the most good before they started talking to him in scripture um uh, when they just sat and grieved with him when they were going when he was going through hurt that was when they were the most help Um, and so be humble be genuine and then another thing is to be emotionally stable you know if uh It's not that you have to be perfect and to have all the answers and have everything worked out, but you need to have some emotional stability about you. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully your, your faith is stronger than the young people you're leading to the point that when they're facing tragedy, you can be looked at as a strong rock in their life. Doesn't mean you have all the answers. Doesn't mean that uh, you can guarantee everything's going to be okay, but you, your strong walk with God shines through and obviously, having a relationship and reliance on god is key it must be um the uh you know the the bible says in proverbs 23 7 for as he thinketh in his heart so is he what you think and how you feel is going to produce your actions now that's true of young people and we see that you know sometimes uh there we know they're not thinking and that's why the results of their actions happens the way it does but hopefully even as a youth leader as a youth worker we're thinking about this. You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, how in the world, you know, a freak accident happens. There's a tragedy. A kid winds up in the hospital because of something they weren't doing. They OD on drugs. Um, they're in a car wreck because they were just being being young people, being stupid. You know, this was, this was an interesting fact that in college when I got educated on this, it was kind of like an aha moment. Now I understand uh, the fact that in young people, uh, there is no prefrontal cortex in their brain. That's the front where your forehead is. That's the upper part of your forehead. That, that area of the brain is called the prefrontal cortex. And uh, it's the part of your brain that helps you uh, make good judgment, to make good decisions. And you build that through experience. Well, of course, as a 16-year-old, the reason that doesn't exist and it's not built is because there's no experience yet. It comprises 30% of your brain. And it's the last part of the body that fully develops by age 25. Well, knowing that, I find was like, oh, I now understand why. You know what? In school, they can be a valedictorian, but when it comes to real life, they'll make decisions that I'm wondering, what were you thinking? Um, or when tragedy strikes, the way they react uh, makes me realize now, okay, no wonder. And uh, uh, it's a, and that's why too, you do see, you know, kids don't realize when they commit suicide or they attempt suicide. A lot of times they're doing it out of reaction to something, uh, maybe to try to take revenge. They're trying to do, you know, they're trying to uh, maybe attack because they've been hurt. And they don't realize they're trying to solve a temporary situation with a permanent solution and they don't really count the cost of that. Or when they're doing drugs, when they're drinking alcohol, or when they're becoming too promiscuous with their boyfriend, their girlfriend, and then they, you know, they wind up pregnant and, you know, they're kind of like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Well, they don't have they don't understand counting the cost, which is why as youth workers in your youth services, you know, with your, you know, keeping your parents aware of what you're doing. You need to teach this, preach this um, and, and, you know, encourage them and educate them as much as possible. But also understand that developmentally, this is where they're at in this stage of life. You know what? The best thing that as a youth leader we can do sometimes is just be a good listener. Just be a good listener. And in our responses, as I've said before, not acting like we have all the answers, but sometimes, sometimes our answer may be to just be transparent and show them, hey, we struggle with, we've struggled with our own things as well, and it shows the young person that we're human too, and that if we made it through, they can make it through, struggling through with whatever tragedy they may have, um, because young people, my goodness, this again, this list is not exhaustive, but If you've worked with young people, with students for any amount of time, you know they have, even without tragedy, they're going to have emotional issues. They're going to have relational issues. There's going to be issues in their family. There's going to be sexual issues, abuse. There's going to be addictions that you work with young people any amount of time, you're going to see them face. There's going to be disorders, educational issues. Um, And that's why they need us to be strong with God and a strong example and a strong voice in their life. So with that being said, brother Ranking, I'm gonna turn it back to you for the Q&A.
2: Thank you so much, brother Flowers. We appreciate that, Chad. That was fabulous insights. Thanks so much for those very practical and real um, statistics and sharing where we're at in the day and age, and and not just leaving us there. You know, the beginning of beginning of this conversation, you. You know, I was like, okay, what's, what's the hope? What's the answer? And you did a fantastic job right in the middle of switching over to, you know, showing empathy, being warm and genuine. Uh, just being there says a whole lot more than just your words can, being emotionally stable. So thank you for those very practical things. I have a few questions that we want to talk through. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to talk about, ha- have you talk about how can we, what can we use to help diagnose um, or to differentiate sometimes if these are actual psychological issues that teenagers might be dealing with, or whether they are actually a spiritual oppression. Maybe it's a bit mixture of both. Do you ever have any kind of um, kind of uh, troubleshooting that you've gone through to figure out? Okay, is this something deeper? Like they're 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 into some kind of video game or into some kind of uh, media that they're intaking that is opening them up to spirits, or is this just because it's a product of their society and the they're just depressed because that's what they hear everybody talking about. What are maybe some tips that you could give a youth worker on how to differentiate between those two things?
1: You definitely want to talk to the parents or the guardians of, of the young person to get a, to get a full scope of what's going on in their life. You know, they're going to tell you their perspective of it. Uh, and you may be able to assess, you know, whether it's just spiritual or whether it could be a, a physical or mental issue, uh, you know, with what they're dealing with. at the tragedy. Or you know whatever the situation calls for, but um, I have found too one of the things that I, I tell parents and, and, uh, and I'm not meaning this as to go see a psychologist, but but you know what it's 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 just a healthy thing in the you know in the we're blessed in the in the nation we live in uh, uh, to go see a doctor uh, to go have regular physicals to go get a regular checkup and. Uh, uh, if it's been a while, sometimes it's it's good to do that uh, to to help rule out if there is anything. You know, it could be as simple as they're not eating enough. They're not sleeping enough. Um, uh, you know, I, I uh, have to balance between making sure that I'm being prayed up and I'm being discerning as much as I can be. And I'm not trying to write things off on something that only that we can control ourselves and not have to depend on God. But sometimes those basic things, if they're hallucinating or if they're highly emotional and come to find out they don't have a healthy diet, they, they're not sleeping more than maybe three to four hours a night. Well, you know what, those are basic healthy practices that they need to put in place. And sometimes just getting a regular checkup from just a regular family physician uh, can also help rule things out. Um, but you know what, if, you, if you're if you sensing, hey, there's something else here. Um, if you're prayed up, if you're walk with God strong, I do believe God will guide you uh, to to know, hey, there's something spiritual they're dealing with or they've got something unclean in their life that they're that they're toying with, that they're giving attention to that we need to explore and figure out and expose so that we can deal with the issue properly.
2: Absolutely. It sounds like, you know, sometimes what you're saying is that it's not it's not maybe as complicated as it seems at first. And we sometimes could maybe over diagnose things. Yep. Um, that may actually be more practical. We don't
1: have to give the devil credit
2: for everything. He doesn't yes. deserve credit for everything. Absolutely. I love that point. That's absolutely great. Um, so let's talk about um, some tips that maybe you could offer for, for teenagers that come to a youth worker and say, I'm dealing with depression or discouragement. What are What are some good starting points, maybe some good first things for youth workers to say? Obviously, we all know God you know, and the Holy Ghost and a good praying through those kind of things. But what are what are just from your perspective of of counseling and that background that you have? What are some good words, some good things to that a youth worker can share with a teenager? Yeah, let me let me preface everything
1: by saying, you know, we, we obviously know God's if we're praying to God for his help with someone dealing with depression, we know God's going to do his part. We know that God, what God's word says, that he's going to be a comforter, he's going to be a healer. But the reality is, along with that, we have to do our part. And so and some people feel like we may have lessened what the power that God has by focusing on things we need to do. But really, we're not. We're already trusting that God's going to heal. But part of that, in our responsibility, and I'm always checking is, number one, I want to see, okay, how is the young person, how is the student spending their time? If they're depressed and I find out that, well, you know what, 18 hours a day, you know, that they're awake, um, or the 20 hours a day that they're awake, which again is not healthy, but if they're spending it all alone on video games or just on technology, they're not having a healthy network. They're not being social. They're sitting at home alone. They have a lot of idle time. You know, we've always heard, you know, idle time is the devil's workshop. And idle mind is the devil's workshop. If they're not being productive, if they're not involved in anything, there's been times like during the summer that I will, find summer jobs for kids to do around the church just so that they're not sitting at home uh, with nothing to do because either they get into trouble or they fall prey to some of these emotional states and uh, so yeah how they're spending their time who their net what their networking is like and uh, you know their social life what those things are like and then of course yes what they're, you know what spiritual things are they giving their time to uh, you know what my wife and I years ago when we had group Bible studies at our house, we we have them going today. But when we were a youth pastor. We would invite them to come over, not just because they needed the Bible study, but it also gave them a healthy social experience and atmosphere to be a part of that. They otherwise would have just been blowing on, even if it wasn't bad things, just not the most productive things.
2: Absolutely, man. That's great. That's great advice of helping people analyze and ask what are you spending your time doing? Those are those are I think those are good questions that a youth worker can use to help even even bring insight to the young person of, hey, this is why I'm feeling this way. Very good. Just just as we kind of begin to wrap up our Q&A time, what um, you mentioned that book um, at the beginning of your discussion here. What are some other books or resources? Is there is there even something from maybe the Family Ministries Council on? Some of these topics or or things that you know that are out there that could help us uh, beyond just the podcast, but some other resources that a youth worker could look into reading or taking making themselves uh, available to.
1: Absolutely, Uh, you know one thing, especially if a young person, if one of the tragedies is you know people or young people are struggling with maybe sexual addiction, uh, and even you know parents are struggling to know how they can track what their kids are doing on the internet. I know the UPCI endorses this, but CovenantEyes.com, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a user of it, and I am highly encourage it uh, for kids, for parents to consider they can put them on smartphones, they can put them on tablets, they can put them on all computers, and they can adjust the level of protection, um, and it's an accountability software, and so I highly recommend that. Um, the uh, uh, You mentioned the Family Ministry Council. We actually have a book. Uh, that's coming out I hope it will be out by general conference Uh, but I know it's it's in production right now I just don't know the release date yet Uh, but the uh, uh, the lifeline and uh, it is a it is uh, the tagline says it's for pastors dealing with families in crisis and uh, uh, it has 10 different chapters of different subjects uh, that can be for the whole family or be for an individual and so that's one big book that I recommend uh, you know, some, this is probably kind of dating myself a little bit with my time in youth ministry, but I was a big fan of every young man's battle. Uh, that's back from 2006, but every young woman's battle, uh, that came out by Stephen Auduburn in 2009. Um, and then, uh, you know, Andy Stanley had one called the seven checkpoints. That was very good. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, battle cry for a generation by Ron Luce was also very good. And, uh, uh, as far as teaching goes, uh, our very own brother David Norris produced a book in 2010 called Big Ideas, uh, and it's a good it's got some good teaching material in it, uh, but just from one of our UPCI authors, uh, highly recommend that. I'm sure there's a lot more out there, but those are the ones that immediately come to mind.
2: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Brother Chad. We appreciate your time today uh, talking to us about how to help uh, teenagers deal with tragedy. Thank you so much for your time, and we're going to turn the rest of this call over to Brother Thomas, who's going to talk to us about a few announcements and close this call out in prayer. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate you spending your time educating yourself in youth ministry.
3: Thank you, Brother Ranking. I appreciate you, and I appreciate Brother Flowers for providing us with such valuable and insightful information on tonight's training call. We at UPCI Youth Ministries need your help. If you enjoy listening to and are blessed by this monthly training call, please be sure to tell your youth ministry friends and help us to get the word out about this valuable and free resource for youth ministers. I want to remind you to go ahead and mark your calendars for our next youth ministry training call that will be held on Tuesday, August 7th. And speaking of August, we're excited about the youth ministry training event that will be taking place here in St. Louis, Missouri on August 2nd and August 3rd. We encourage you to pre-register online by going to upciyouthministry.com and click on the youth ministry training event banner. Please remember that the special hotel rate deadline for the youth ministry training event ends on July 12th. Be sure to make your reservations and pre-register online soon. And now I wanna conclude this call with prayer. Thank you Lord for calling us all to serve in youth ministry And be a part of what you are doing in this generation. We thank you for every youth worker who took time out to be on this call tonight. And for the information that we have received from Brother Flowers. I pray that it would resonate and it would be retained in our spirits and our minds. I pray that you would inspire and encourage us all as we continue to see your glory manifested in our youth groups. And in the lives of young people and young adults. We pray and we ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks once again for joining tonight's call that has been sponsored by your giving to She's for Christ. God bless.
0: You have been listening to the Youth Ministry Training Call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night.